welcome to another episode of Throne Mastermind Sessions. The session is beginning. All members are now expected to assume position on their throne. As a friendly reminder, please do not share, record, screenshot, or leak the classified information presented in this private session. Greetings, everyone. How's everyone doing? You know who I am. This is Eli. Welcome to a sermon on Throne Mastermind session. So we discovered that we're going to do a, a, an entirely different category with this brand. I'm going to call these sermons. Uh, sermons are going to be around 15, 30 minutes long. Um, it's where I kind of drop in and just drop some bars real quick and then drop right on out. So we're going to have sermons and we're going to have sessions. Right now, this is a sermon. Now, on today's sermon, we're going to discuss establishing boundaries, protocols, and policies. Establishing boundaries, protocols, and policies. This is important because, first of all, you don't belong in this group. This is called Throne Mastermind Sessions. This group is for people who have a throne, who are throne-focused, who are building on a throne, who are showing up in the world as a throne. So in, in order to have a throne in the first place, you have to have some boundaries, protocols, and policies. If you don't even accomplish that work, you, you can't have a throne until you master boundaries, protocols, policies. You can't just be mediocre at it. You actually have to master it. So we're going to go back I'm going to do a crash course. This video is designed to be a crash course on boundaries, protocols, and policies. So you can start on the work of building up your throne, of securing your throne. Because you will not survive this journey, especially as the first king or queen of your lineage. You will not survive that journey if you don't have boundaries, if you don't have protocols, and if you don't have policies. Don't think you're going to go out into the wilderness and just wing it and just figure it out from day to day. No, 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 no. You're definitely going to get, you're going to get got by the wolves with that mentality. As you experience things in life, as you experience conflict in life, in your relationships, in your professional dealings, Every single incident, you should go back to your booklet and write down a new boundary, a new protocol, and a new policy. Are, are you doing that? Come on now. Because you're not allowed in this group if you don't have a high IQ. So I know we're doing that. I know we're doing that. Or are you going in cycles? You're experiencing the same setup, the same incident the same painful life experience over and over again, no matter where you go. You can move across state. You can move to a different city. You can move out of the country. And you're, you're, that setup ends up coming to you all over again. It's like no matter where you go, that thing is attracted to you. That incident is attracted to you. No, that's a lack of boundaries. That's a lack of protocols. And that's a lack of policies. That's you experiencing things 
and you're yapping your mouth about them so much or you're so in your feelings about it that you never do the work. You never do the work to open up your notebook and write down your new personal boundary, personal policy, personal protocol. Because whatever that traumatizing incident was, whatever that painful incident was, whatever that unflattering incident was, if it set a precedent in your life, meaning it's the first time it ever happened to you, if it set a precedent in your life, it is worthy of sitting down in your throne room and writing down the new boundary from that incident that it taught you, the new policy from that incident, and the new protocol from that incident. That's where you start, guys. You know, these mastermind sessions and my sermons, it's not about like telling you a, a very detailed plan of what you need to do in your life. I don't know you. I don't know your circumstance. I don't know your personality. I don't know your preferences. I, I didn't grow up with you. I don't know your habits. Only you know you. So the foundation of your personal constitution has to come from you. It has to come from your, your own life experiences. I told you, as a throne person, you are essentially an organization. You have a mission statement. You have a headquarters. You have a value-producing product or service operation. Um, you're seeking to dominate an industry or niche. You specialize in something. You're in the marketplace as a throne person. We've already established that. So when we study countries, when we study nations and kingdoms, they have constitutions. They have laws. They have bylaws of what's going to happen if this happens. You should adopt that as well as a throne person. What is your personal constitution? You can literally steal this wisdom from old empires. You can steal this wisdom from developed countries. You can steal this wisdom from great and ancient institutions. You don't have to start at the bottom. What is your personal constitution? And also notice this habit amongst these institutions, these organizations, these countries, these kingdoms. Every time a precedent is set, every time some crazy incident happens and it's the first time it happens, they go to their books, they go to their notebooks and they start formulating different ideas on how to respond to, this, to the precedent if it ever happens again. If this case study ever shows up in our institution again, this is what I think the protocol should be for that incident to prevent it from happening. So as people, as thrown people, you have to adopt that same mentality. When a precedent is set in your life that has a profound impact on you in any way, go back to your throne room. There's three categories. What's the new boundary? What's the new protocol? And what is the new policy? A precedent has been set. You got to have a meeting with yourself. Understand? You have to have a meeting with yourself.
And when you get really good at this, you're going to have counsel. Because we're going to talk about this in the throne mastermind session. We're going to talk about counsel. You're going to have elders. You're going to have people that you have qualified at your, as your brothers and sisters. You're going to have people who are authorized to hold you accountable to the philosophical principle of your bond to them and the organization that you all are trying to support, the cause that you're trying to support. And then, you know, then you have accountability for your boundaries, your protocols, and your policies. You create a community around that. No, 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 no. This life was not meant for you to just be out here alone as a lone wolf in every way, shape, and form. You have to leverage other human beings if you want to live a full life. And I mean leverage in a mutually beneficial way. You need a community. You can't do this alone. If you don't have a community, you create a community. You're a throne person, right? You're a throne man or woman, right? You're the king and queen of your throne. Where's your community? You can't have a throne if you don't have a community. Then you're just in your imagination. Your throne needs to be dominant. Your throne needs to be justified. It needs to be validated. You need a community. There needs to be an ecosystem where you're benefiting, you are servicing your community, you're servicing your tribe. People are eating off of this doctrine. People are eating off of this space. My point is when you have a community, then you can have a community boundary protocol, policy, and it just keeps getting better. So that means not only when something unique happens in your life, a precedent has been set. So you go back to the throne room to create law. But now that you have a community, anytime a precedent is set in anyone's life who is a member of that community, you go back to the throne room to prevent it from happening to other members of the community. And to know exactly what you're going to do if it happens again. You study it. You see, the problem with many people is when you're not at battle, you don't practice. You only get serious when the fight comes to you. But you, you, you're not serious when there's no fight in your front yard. But you just got your butt whooped last year. You just got humiliated. You just got, got degraded. You just got belittled. An incident just occurred. You just got bullied. Someone just tried you. And you just forget about it and move on with your life. Or think about it. It's taunting you, but you do nothing about it. What you should be doing about it, you sh your ass should be in the throne room because a precedent has been set in your life. So you should be in the throne room writing down new law. New boundary, new protocol, new policy, based on the case study of the incident that just occurred in your life. Understand? So when you have a community, when you have elders, 
we have brothers and sisters, when you have members of a community, it doesn't matter if it's digital, doesn't matter if it's physical, when a precedent is set in anyone's life of that community, new law is created, which means it creates almost like an algorithm. It creates a system. It's a program that's literally foreseeing the different life paths that you that 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 are possible for you and avoiding the negative life paths where you get taken advantage of where you're the victim of a crime where you get scammed where someone uses you to be the butt end of their joke in a public setting whatever the case may be the program reduces that from happening in your life because you are moving in the world as a community, as a sophisticated community that creates law when precedents are set in the lives of members in the community. It literally reduces the likelihood of negative incidents happening to you because it happened to your brother, it happened to your sister, it happened to your auntie. It happened to an elder 20 years ago. And we have the book. We have the book of boundaries, protocols, and laws of this space, of this community. And because we've been studying the nature of this opposition, the nature of this cancer, the nature of that type of terrorist, of that type of disease, of that type of negative spirit, that type of darkness, We've collected knowledge. We've collected history. We've been studying the nature and we've created boundaries, protocols, and policies for dealing with it. We know how it operates. Did I lose you? Did I lose you? Let me look at the comments. You know, one thing about preaching, when you preach into a webcam and you can't see comments, you don't know if you went crazy or if you're still on track. So sometimes you got to reel yourself back in. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to get back on the, the topic here because this is so important. People are asking... How do you set boundaries? How do you set protocols and policies? That's how. Every time a unique incident happens in your life, you go to your throne room. Open up your notebook. Matter of fact, I'm going to give you all a homework assignment. I want all y'all to go to Target or whatever or Amazon. Buy one of those diary books where you just write into it. Okay. I want you to name this book Boundaries, Protocols, policies. Then I want you to think about all the critical incidents that have happened in your life that you're still unpacking. And I want you to literally write down your, your boundary for that incident, your protocol for that incident, and your policy for that incident. I want you to put that in your book. I want you to have a section that's called boundaries, a section for protocols, a section for policy. And every critical incident that you spend a lot of time thinking about or that you feel is still impacting your life to this day, 
in a in a profound way. I want you to write down what the boundary is, the protocol and the policy of your response to that incident as a matter of personal law, personal constitution. Then when new incidents occur in your life, I want you to go back to your throne room, open up that book, put new law in there. And occasionally I want you to go back to your own book and read what you wrote. Just read what you wrote every now and then. It can be every every few months you go you read what you wrote. And let me tell you what's going to happen. The next time you meet a spirit that once harmed you, that once caused you anguish and pain, the next time you come up against an opposition that destroys you at one point in your life, that confused you at one point in your life, when you see it again, and you've been reading your throne room book. You you know immediately what to do with it because you've been thinking about it. You've planned it out already. When you were not emotional about it, you planned it out. You did the research. You researched what other people have done about it that was effective. You've researched strategies. You've researched weapons. You've researched Um, different ways to attack your enemy. So the next time it comes up, you're prepared for it. It's in your book. You've been reading your book. So when it shows up in your world again, like a, like an army, uh, like a soldier in the army, you're trained on what to do with that, on how to handle that monster. You hear me? Let me see what time it is because we have to get ready for our other session. If you guys have a question for me, go ahead and ask it in the chat. I'm going to look in the chat. If any questions, concerns, go ahead and get your questions out the way uh, before we we have another broadcast uh, with uh, Rena. Love it. In a few minutes. So I'm going to jump on that. And we also have another broadcast that we're doing at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Ken Billions. And um, uh, I look forward to that, too. So, we, you know, we're putting a lot of work in today. Give me one second. Let me pull up this uh, the group here. There we go. Put yourself back in. Okay. There we go. Yeah, if you have any questions... Uh, you can um, let me know. Okay, I see we have one question. It says, do we have to attack our enemies? I used to, but I mostly ignore now. Well, it depends on the circumstance. Um, most of the time, you should not have to attack your enemies. Nine times out of 10, you should not have to attack your enemies. But sometimes you do find yourself in a circumstance in life where you have to confront your enemies. You have to attack them. You have to counterattack them. They're attacking you, and if you don't counterattack them, uh, they could potentially take you out or cause significant harm to you. So my advice is to hope that you never have to attack anyone, but always train and prepare on what you would do if you had to attack them. It's better to be prepared. Okay. 
So that's our only question. This has been my sermon. Thank you all. I'm about to get right back on live. The link is already in the group. So if you want to join that live, you're welcome to as well. I look forward to seeing you on that live. Y'all have a have a great day. This has been a, a good a good discussion. This Throne Mastermind session has concluded. Visit ThroneMastermindSessions.com to inquire about membership and to gain access to more Throne Mastermind sessions. All members may now exit the private session.